Welcome to the Land Cave, where we are living as nerds. You can like and follow us at facebook.com slash the Land Cave, where we go live each and every Thursday evening for our weekly gaming and nerd podcast, as well as other times throughout the week. If you can't watch us live, that's okay. You can watch the VOD over at youtube.com slash the Land Cave, and you can listen to us on each and every podcast service that exists in the entire world. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hello! (laughs) And we're here talking gaming news, video games, uh, game development, nerdy stuff. We'll just, like, randomly rant about things. You can always count on a good rant uh, coming from us. Uh, But, yeah, that's what we do every single week. So make sure you're subscribed and following us and just joining in on the conversation every Thursday. You You know you're not doing anything. I mean, just hang out. You don't want to listen to the presidential debates that are going on tonight. Just hang out with us. Talk video games and uh, you don't get want away to watch this sorry New York Giants Philadelphia Eagles football Ooh. game. Two of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> I swear Thursday night football makes me sad. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've actually been following slightly, and by that I mean like I know I, I when someone says something I recognize. And of course, I, I know the the names of the teams and everything, but like I'll I someone says, oh yeah, it was a terrible game last night, and I. I'm like, I bet they were talking about this game. And that's way more than usually for usual for me when it comes to sports. Um, for me, it's usually, yeah, there was a game because it was Sunday. I mean, and that's about it. So the question is, as a Florida resident, mm-hmm. are you going to become a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan because, you know, they got the goat there now? Or if you weren't aware, Tua is going to be starting for the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Coming um, up. I mean, I'm right next to Tampa. I mean, there you go. like I am, I'm just across the causeway. Like there's like maybe a 20 minute drive, 25 minute drive, depending on where I'm trying to get in Tampa. Uh, so it's definitely closer. Uh, I'd say Tampa. It's, it's interesting though. There's so many Eagles fans down here. I did not expect that, but there's a lot of Eagles fans down here. Maybe it's the area that I'm in or something, but we got a lot of Buccaneers, but Eagles, obviously. Are you near the retirement areas of Florida? Like all of Florida? No. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. There's, I heard about, I learned about a community uh, called the Villages today. That is some like 125 plus thousand strong and you have to be 55 plus to live there and a retiree. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what that where that is. And uh, we try to keep it PG on here. So I won't go into some of the details that I know about that. Place, Correct. But I learned that as well. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm not near that. I think that's the, I, I want to say that's Southwest Orlando ish. If I'm not mistaken, it's not around where I am. Uh, but pretty much everywhere you go in Florida, there are transplants, whether they're retired or not. They're from yeah. the north. A lot of Canadians. There's there's like areas like um, it's cold up there, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's, it's nice. You come down here. Uh, a lot of people have houses, either vacation homes or they just moved down here. Uh, there was a place shortly after we moved down to Florida. There's a place as we were driving down. I saw like the American flag, some other flag, and then the Canadian flag. And I was like, that's kind of odd. And then realized, oh, it's because there's that much of a populace uh, coming down. It's almost like an Irish flag being flown in like an Irish neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, like most, I think the majority of people in Florida are not from Florida. And if they're from Florida, they work at a theme park. That's, and well, yeah, and the ones who come down here aren't <laughs> and work at the theme parks are also not. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy state. Um, so I'm going to bring you up to speed real quick as, a, as uh-huh. a new Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Your quarterback is Tom Brady, if you didn't know. I knew that. I knew that part. You have some great offensive weapons in Mike Evans, for one, is your, is an amazing receiver. You're 4-2 and two right now. Tampa Bay is 4-2, and two, leading their division. Well. I knew they were doing well. I knew Brady was was uh, was hanging out here, which, uh, which I think is funny because, like, Tampa just – and I, I I really think that maybe why we're doing so well, it's almost like a psychological boon as to why Tampa's doing so well in sports is because, okay, if Brady's here, well, obviously everything. We got the Stanley Cup now. I mean, I almost feel like the there's like a, a the zeitgeist and the psycho, the sociology around it is getting people more like, I don't know, into it and thus winning. Hey, man, it's like mind over matter know. kind of thing. I don't know. But... You know, what What else are you up to this week? Because we have 19 days until 19 Xbox days. comes out. We have 21 days until PS5 comes out. It's what crazy. are you doing, though, in the meantime? Man, we're three weeks away. It's crazy. Three weeks away, less than three weeks on the Xbox. Um, I've been preoccupying my time with, obviously, work. But other than work, like trying to do things i'm not gonna do as much when you know when i uh when i get the new console spend a little more quality time with the old consoles uh, oh. a... <laughs> i would have thought you were about to say with your wife <laughs> no <laughs> no thankfully thankfully i am sorry. so lucky sorry whitney i gotta the series x is out i gotta i gotta i gotta go I gotta, we'll, I'll, I'll see you in december okay thankfully she's a gamer too so like we we're talking about like we we're talking about the the game consoles and everything they're going in the living room the ps4 and xbox series uh sorry xbox one x will go back here uh you can see that's the ps4 mount a little right above that's the uh, xbox mount um so they'll be in here no spend quality time with the old consoles um not that i won't be able to play the same games um but i don't know just spending some time with it i i almost had to force myself i feel like there's a little bit of slump and i had to force myself to actually play and do something um and I got Before into. Before you go on, I'm going to tell you to hit record. Oh man! So yeah, so the um, I've been playing some Game Pass because we got we both got Game Pass with our with our CD keys. Yes, and, sir. Uh, pick, uh, was playing Remnant. I almost had picked up. I didn't pick it up because it's part of Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> Remnant from the Ashes, which is a you hit the download button. <laughs> the download. I, I got it for free. Uh, I still loved Whitney's reaction when I showed her Game Pass. I was like, "Hey, we got Game Pass now. Here you go." She's like, "What is? It? Are these like discounted?" I'm like, "No, those are all. You, you just download whatever you want." <laughs> like she's like, "Okay, download, download, download." Um, it, yeah. So I, I started playing Remnant from the Ashes, which I I was going was to it? pick up anyways. I really enjoy it. Uh, it is not as polished as I would like in in, in some cases uh, because it's really double A ish. I mean, it's it's indie or double A. I, I don't know which one I would categorize it as, uh, but I like it. Um, 
I've been playing this and Mortal Shell, which are both Souls-likes. I like this more, though it is a third-person shooter Souls-like. So you do have melee involved, but there's uh, like if the majority of the time I'm using like a rifle and a repeater. So is it like cover-based? It's not cover-based. It's okay. not cover-based. Though you do get um, you do get mods for your weapon, and sure. the mod not only mods your weapon, but it gives you when you are switched to the weapon, it gives you abilities during that. So you could have a heal over time. Uh, you could do like fire damage with a weapon. There's different uh, you know loadouts that you could do. Not only specking your character, but specking your your equipment. Um, it's not cover-based. Um, most, most, but not all of the enemies are melee, so it gives you a little bit of an advantage. But mm. they, they, the tactics involved is, it's more tactical than Dark Souls, where Dark Souls is more like skill based. You have to know when to dodge. You have to know when to you know do these different things. And this is more like you have to understand the weakness of a of an enemy and then go for that weakness or time at the time at the right. It's. I would say it's more tactical than, than Dark Souls, where Dark Souls is more, um, what is it, uh, Twitch? like Twitch Timing. Memory timing, yeah. There's some timing involved, uh, obviously, but a lot because of... Because there's not a lot of, like, weakness-based things in, in Dark Souls, is there? It's are. more like hitting... Yeah. Like, is there ever a point where you have to hit the right spots, though, like on an enemy? Yeah. Like, you there get are, behind them or something? There are. It's more of, like, you can do, like, a backstab, or, like, sometimes, okay. like, maybe their ankles, like, is a weakness... But you're still going to be okay just, like, hacking at wherever. Sure. Uh, in this case, like, there was an enemy that came at me, and he's got you know, the mini-boss, if you will. Uh, he's got these two double swords, like, crossing his, his body. And if you shoot him, he blocks it. Like, he's got a lightsaber. It's like, block, block, block. So you have to wait until he starts to attack mm-hmm. to to shoot, which obviously gets you vulnerable. So vulnerable uh, you're vulnerable when he's doing it. So that kind of stuff where... Um, you cannot do any damage until a certain, or like you're doing fire damage and this enemy pops up and that enemy is resistant to fire damage. So it doesn't do anything at that point. So I've, I've liked it. Um, and it has more story than uh, dark souls, more overt, um, than dark souls to cryptic story. So I'm liking it. How about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I want to tell you a story yeah. first. <laughs> I, uh, was getting my laptop out. I have an Asus ROG Strix. Uh, I think it's from 2016. Bought it in early 2017. Hadn't turned it on in a little while. As we know, I generally work with Macs. If you didn't know, um, you can guess which company I work for in that case, uh, if you weren't aware. Um, so I get my Asus out because I wanted to do some self-work. I don't have a MacBook or anything, so I was trying to do some work in the bedroom, just just chill out for the evening. And I'm doing some research on a, on a thing that I'm about to start studying. And Windows is like, hey, there's some updates available. And I was like, sure, Windows, I will update. You know, I'm, a, I'm an updater kind of guy. I like updating my devices. I like the most up-to-date thing. And then it goes through, lets me know that it's waiting. And it's waiting, and it's waiting, and it, and then, and, and, and then, oh, it's waiting, and then all of a sudden it reboots. I'm like, okay, cool, can get back to my day, and then I get a little blue screen on my laptop, and it lets me know that I can't boot the computer. And it takes me to a recovery center. And it's like, would you like me to try and repair? And I'm like, yes, obviously, computer. I I would like you to try and repair. And I'm unable to repair. 
<sighs> and I then discovered that it's really hard to make a bootable installer on a Mac. Um, who knew? Uh, I have some thoughts on that where I don't understand why I can't just download an installer on any type of OS. Like I get it why it should, you know, why you prefer to be nice to your specific e- ecosystem customers, but it didn't make any sense it's- to me that I can't just download an installer and unpack it into yep. a USB drive. You can't do that mm-hmm. on Mac. I just to, to let you know earlier this earlier this year with this desktop where the hard drive went bad. And actually I'm going to talk more about that later in this episode, by the way, um, if we could speak <laughs> out even more about, about hard drive space and everything. Uh, but yeah, I had to use my, I used my laptop and yeah, it was like download a file that then runs a program to create the, create the installer off your, off a formatted USB, that kind of crap. And, so do you you don't have a spare PC or the only other thing I could think of is can you borrow the wife's computer? So I'm going to try that. Um, that's probably what I'm going to try after the podcast tonight because uh, I got a little frustrated. Uh, in the meantime, though, I've already picked out the laptop that I'm going to buy <laughs> if I can't do it. Got, a, got my eye on an Asus Zephyrus G14 uh, that's on sale at Best Buy right now. So I'm already prepared. Uh but I've tried once. Um, I didn't. There's some. I tried to do the installer through command prompt. It's called terminal on the Mac, but through command prompt, uh, and that I didn't do it right. So mm-hmm. failed there. So we're gonna try again and see what happens. Uh, and if I then fail, that will be the extent of the work that I would like to do. I don't really feel like taking it to like a geek squad or something right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after all of that, then I picked up my my handy, my, my pretty, my, my, my great Vita, and I decided I'm going to play a little Sly Cooper. Dude, that's, a, that's an awesome... Yeah, I saw you list that after the... To, to break the magic of the show we do list out to make sure we can like you know stay on top of things uh i saw you list that out and that's some that's a really good game a really good series that does not get enough love sly cooper's really good confession yeah never played a sly cooper before what do you think so never playing it it's fun i like it. it's quirky so i'm playing yeah. thieves in time which i think is either the third or the fourth one um it was on ps3 and vita crossplay uh so i'm playing it on vita obviously as i just showed you um i like that it's all voice acted uh i think the art style for being like on a vita it looks actually really good surprisingly um i just got past the intro level like kind of the tutorial like here's how you jump and attack and here's everybody and so i'm about to i I traveled back in time to the first area which i think was like feudal japan or something like that uh and then i stopped for the evening uh but i'm i'm liking it i'm digging it it's chill it's got a great uh again a great art style to it that i immediately as soon as i got to the title screen i was like why did they abandon this franchise because this is a sony owned ip i understand that uh who did sly cooper before do you remember i don't know who developed Sly Cooper? Yeah, I, I Is it Sucker know. Punch? It was Sucker Punch. Uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, so I understand yeah. taking it away from Sucker Punch because they've been working on other things like uh, like Infamous and 
uh, now the great. Like I'm hearing nothing but good things about the new DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. I'm wondering if you're going to check that out at all. I'm going to have to check it out. Like I haven't played Ghost in a while. It's a really good game. Like there's, it's just there's so many good games out that I started playing another good game. Uh, Ghost is is great. Ghost is a, an amazing game. And uh, I think I'm definitely going to have to check it out now that I'm seeing this stuff about the new the new updates and, and everything. Really good. Yeah, I uh, I uh, so I see I see taking away from Sucker Punch, but there's got to be some small team at like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like who could do this. And I actually posted an article for us to go over. But um, either next week or the week after I, if you saw it for what every first party studio of Sony and Xbox is up to. So maybe we can decide then who should bring back uh, Sly Cooper then, but I'm digging it. It's fun. I, I, I've been complaining for the last few weeks that I'm in a lull. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have ghosts sitting on my PS4, but since they, uh, they announced actually this last week or two that it's going to run in boost mode at 60 frames and stuff on PS5. And so I'm now just waiting. I'm just going to play it on PS5 for the first time. Yeah. Uh, So it looks beautiful anyways, but man, PS5 is going to be great. Exactly. Um, So I picked up the Vita. I I have a bunch of stuff downloaded on there, which if you, I don't know if the updates taken place yet um, because I haven't looked, but if you do have a Vita or a PS3 and you want an easier way of downloading your games, you should probably go to store.playstation.com and do that now uh, because soon the only way, as as I think we mentioned before, the only way you're going to be able to access that is on the device specifically. Yeah. And the Vita store sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. The PS3 store is pretty bad, but the Vita store is even worse. I think... I think I only accessed it like twice when I had a Vita. Like everything else, I just went onto the store on the browser and just downloaded whatever I wanted. It just made more sense. Uh, it was easier to navigate. It was quicker. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's my that's my week in a nutshell. Just work, you know, crashing a laptop, playing some Vita, trying not to throw the laptop out the window. Yeah, well, you know. Say, and like, here we are have, on Thursday. I have a spare. La- I have a spare. Um, hard drive you could use if you needed uh if that was the issue and you need but at the same time like by the time i ship it to you and you know it's like it'd be it'd be a bit so unfortunately i got i got i got i got these tiny you may have heard of them so they're like they're like these little pieces of plastic they're they're about yay big Mm -hmm. and you you go to you go to a store you just you just swipe Yeah, I do appreciate the offer, but if if it is the hard drives, though, like I, you know, I'm willing to buy a new hard drive. Uh, I do have an sure. NVMe in there right now, and I would just get another one. But it just comes down to that value proposition. Where if I'm going to buy a hundred and fifty dollar hard drive, what on a computer that is four years old? Yeah, you yeah. know on a laptop by the way so if we were talking about a desktop we're in a totally different ballpark because i can upgrade parts literally the only things you can change out in this laptop are the hard drives and i think you i think i could add a ram stick yeah if if i wanted to um i i think that when it comes to pcs they're a lot more rep like justifiable and saying like okay i'm going to replace this individual part because yep. later on the line i can just upgrade the video card or i can upgrade yep. the yep. the processor in some cases or the motherboard and and kind of keep my parts going whereas the the, the laptop definitely just stops like yep. i'm never it's never going to get a better graphics card it's never going to get a better processor yeah i'm and yeah like 
like with my my hard drive or like I've upgraded a few things in this in this PC. Uh, I got mine. I think it was around 2016 as well. Um, I am considering getting a new one. I was saying Christmas is probably going to be April instead, uh, but I'm considering getting building a PC. Um, I can wait because it's still working, but I'm considering building one and looking at that to say I'm going to part it out to future proof. I'm not buying something to break the bank, but I want to part it out so I can make sure that I can that I have uh, that I have room to grow, so that four years afterwards I'm not having the same situation of saying. Eh, it's not that great. Um, majority of work that I do on it, it's more video rendering stuff. I do play video games and, and do captures through it, but um, yeah, it's it's a little too slow for me. So, but uh, what isn't sorry, what is also too slow for me is the way that Kojima works because it takes forever. Um, I did like Death Stranding though. Uh, I am going to go back and and beat Death Stranding because I I feel like I should do that. Uh, that was the game Whitney and I were going to play together, and then we didn't. So I kept waiting, uh, so I didn't get get as far. But Kojima has announced uh, that co- the their studios are now hiring, and a, looks like an RPG is what they're hiring for. I've seen a lot of outpouring, which I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me. They put this on on Twitter, um, but a lot of responses that were like. Hey, I'd love to work for you. And then it was like a promo reel, like of, of stuff that the person has done. And I thought that was really cool. Like on Twitter, the, you know, people, of course they could send in the resumes and everything, but I thought it was cool. People like replying and they're like, it'd be an honor to, to, to work with you. This is my specialty. And then you see a video and it's their like work that they've done at another studio or their work. Yeah. And personally, I'm like, that's so cool. Um, was Kojima responding to anybody? I didn't see. Oh, okay. um, I didn't. That'd see, be cool. That would be amazing. I mean, being hired obviously would be great. I think I think you should give Kojima a little credit, though. You know, Death Stranding, he literally formed a new production company in, what, 2015 is when he split with Konami, and the game came out in 2019? I, I think... I thought he spent five years on it. I mean, it's not that bad, I guess. I mean, I think I think it's four, and then it came out... It got, it got republished to PC this year. I think a four-year dev cycle for Kojima is pretty pretty solid dude and if he's actually you're right my bad my bad yeah i thought it was i thought it was 2014 but yeah you're right it's 2015 it makes me wonder if konami was the problem man it could be i mean look at what konami's been doing lately nothing (laughs) nothing pachinko machines pachinko machines baby that's about it um somebody buy that ip somebody (laughs) buy it i want a new 3d castlevania Yeah, I, it may be the problem. By the way, the Castlevania games on you said new 3D uh, Castlevania games. The ones do Castlevania, the 64 Castlevania. one's not bad. Okay, I'm not. I wasn't going to say the 64 one was bad. I was thinking about the one that was on Xbox, uh, Xbox 360 Castlevania. Uh, I really, really liked that. Um, but yeah, it could be maybe maybe uh, Konami was the problem the whole time uh, because you know he was trying to work on Silent Hills that you know that fell through. Um, Death Stranding was relatively quick. Maybe he needs uh, a short development cycle to just pour all of his creativity into something and move on to something else. Maybe that's what he needs. Well, I think you, I think you also got to let Kojima be Kojima. Yeah. Like yeah, you, you, I think this is a clear sign that like if he has full creative control to do whatever he wants to do. Because I mean, if you think about Metal Gear Solid, there's a lot of expectations riding on that series, and you know, I'm not sure. 
I don't know enough about the lore behind the development of, of, of Metal Gear Solid to know how much his heart was still in that series by the time he got to, to five. Um, you can still tell that the dev is there. You can still tell that the love is there when you see how well the game runs, uh, and and how good it looks and and all that stuff. But at the same time, I wonder if he wanted to keep making that series or not. I think he said Metal Gear Solid three. He was like, this is going to be the last Metal Gear. And then they did another because they did Metal Gear Solid three. They did like some side their games that were like, uh, was rising revengeance, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, so I think they did four games where he was like, this is going to be the last one. He kept saying that. So I definitely think he was ready to move on. He was ready to do what he wanted to do. And they kept, they went back to him and said, no, we need more metal gear. And the lore is deep enough that, yeah, you, you need to have someone who understands it. And if a game comes out and it's not attached to the same with, with the same love, the, I think the fans see it really easy. They smell it and they, they, they're like, this isn't genuine. Um, so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what they needed with uh, with him. I'm I'm excited that he's that he has the potential to be working on an RPG. Like yeah. that excites me as a non Kojima fan. If he's working on uh, an RPG, uh, because it, there was a specific call in there for uh, desired experience with event control systems and RPG. So you know maybe we're making a third person ARPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's in there. Uh, but I know this is going to be sad for you horror fans. He is not working on a new silent hill i know yeah. that that's a bummer i know there's a ton of people that want that franchise to come back i'm pretty sure patrick is one of them uh yeah. but he's not working on that <laughs> i was more of a resident evil fan but yes i, I like silent hill i always felt like resident evil i don't know like i liked the story of resident evil better silent hills was definitely sure. scarier Okay. I like the story better in in uh, Resident Evil, which is why I gravitated towards it more. Uh, and it is sad that we're not going to get it. Um, yeah, but oh well, could be worse. Could be worse. Um, speaking of uh, things that are sad, no segue on this. I don't know. No, I'm not sad about this. AOC, no. AOC number three on Twitch, uh, streaming Among Us. Which, by the way, I absolutely love that uh, that she streamed this game. It shows it shows her age. And like her, and I definitely, you know, the demographic that she's trying to go after, because she's like, I'm not going to go be able to win over, you know, certain other demographics. Let me win over the young people, you know, who are, you know, around her age. Um, yeah. And she's also funny. Um, no matter what you, how you feel about her from a politics standpoint, I like how she does at least put her heart into things like this. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought it was really cool. And also, um, to do this for a couple hours, like uncensored, most yeah. politicians would be scared out of their minds to do something like that and feel like everything that they say is going to be scrutinized. Not that what she said is not going to be scrutinized or there's not going to make gifts out of it, uh, whatever she's doing. Uh, but I feel like that, that takes some, takes some guts that a lot of politicians are like too afraid to do nowadays. So. Yeah, and she did it with a pretty star-studded cast for people who don't watch Twitch. Like she, she streamed with Myth, she streamed with Toast, she streamed with Pokemane, uh, Doctor Lupo. Um, I don't yeah. know who uh, Hasanabi is, uh, and then she yeah. streamed with another. Uh, is is Ilhan a, is Ilhan a senator or a congresswoman? I, I don't know. I feel she's like- a very prominent um, woman, and I feel bad that I don't know where she's it's ilhan omar 
She is a she's a representative. So okay. she's a congresswoman in Minnesota. I recognize uh, so, her now, now that I'm, I'm seeing. Yeah. So she was she was playing with her uh, as well. So that was cool. Um, they did keep it completely nonpartisan, just as we as we do on this podcast. We're not telling you who to vote for or anything like that. I am going to say, please go vote. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, do your do your civicness, and that is about the extent of the the politics. But to to literally, this is her first and only stream. She was quote unquote partnered. I don't think she's going to take any money from it, but she was a partner on Twitch without ever having streamed before, and she peaked uh, over four hundred thousand viewers, which made her the third highest uh, peak stream of all time. Uh, single stream that is uh, on Twitch. So cool for her. They kept it. They kept it clean. They did some cool things. If you if you didn't watch it, where um, they talked to, to uh, like I think Pokemans from Canada, and she talked to her mm-hmm. about like how the votes work there. Um, she talked to uh, one of the guys I think uh, was from England, and they kind of talked about healthcare and how it works there, and just kind of yeah. they kept it as as so, open to all sure. as possible, but yeah. kind of having that discussion while playing a game, I, I finally, somebody had to point it out to me. I'm like, why is she playing among us? Like you kill people in that. And like, I thought that they were saying something maybe about the presidency, but actually it's because on the game you vote, you vote, you vote. who gets thrown out of the ship. Yes. And I was like, Whew. yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, I just popped up in the video. That's Ilhan Omar's gaming rig. Yeah. I think she got hooked up by NZXT. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and that's the other thing that like, and I don't know, uh, a, you know AOC enough to know like does she game often like I don't like you said this is the first and only time she's done streaming not to say she doesn't stream like game on her own she but... plays lol okay apparently she plays League of Legends so yeah. I was like all right well she's more hardcore than I'm ever gonna be <laughs> I <was> gonna say, <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's cool like when I see that I'm like wow that's way more legit than I thought like seeing that gaming rig that's a better gaming rig than I have uh, I mean or Big same. it looks cooler right I mean it looks cooler. Um, bet she I'm, has a uh, Windows installer. I bet. <laughs> you know, um, this is. I guess this is just a PSA to create that Windows installer USB disk uh, dr- thumb drive, and then like put it away and just leave it <laughs> leave it somewhere for for a rainy day when your hard drive goes bad, and uh, and then you then you're good to go. Oh man, that's that sucks. I mean, because cl- you, can, you can cloud backups are great and everything, but you can't get to the cloud. You can't. Yeah. You can't open up your operating system. So, um, yeah, I just I thought this was a this is a pretty cool story though. Um, uh, and we were talking earlier, and again, no segue. We were talking earlier. We were talking about um, uh, storage uh, and hard drives going bad. And I was just talking about it too. Um, one of the uh, aspects uh, of of the next gen is uh, the hard drives. We're talking these SSDs. Um, yeah, the SSDs that are that are used in there and the trans the speed, but also like transfer speeds. Um, so, because it's a smaller uh, hard drive, uh, we're talking eight twenty five for the PS uh, PS five. I think someone said I think that's six hundred and twenty usable gigs. Mm-hmm. I think is what they found out. So, and eight oh two on the Series X. Eight oh two on the Series X. So you don't have that much space. So there's there's quite a lot of info now on like. You know, using a uh, using USB um, third party, no, sorry, sorry, external uh, USB hard drive. Um, oops, excuse me, uh, had some audio going on there, but um, using a 
USB 3.0 uh, hard drive plugged into the to the Xbox or the or the PlayStation 5, um, and there were some tests that that went on. Let's think. Did I get that uh, up in front of this? I did not. I thought I did. It's okay. Um, so I want before we go over the tests, I want to yeah. I want to tell people a little bit about their options here. So you get your internal storage on your Series X, which is a hundred, uh, which is a one terabyte hard drive, or like we just said, mm-hmm. eight hundred and three usable gigabytes. The Series S is going to be smaller. It has a uh, a five twelve drive in it, wow. and I'm going to guess that that means you can probably use somewhere around four hundred gigs. We'll yeah. see. Um, then after that, your options are a one terabyte Seagate specially made, uh, or what we like to refer to as dumb around here in terms of its, uh, proprietary storage, uh, but they're not calling it a storage. They're calling it an expansion card. Yes. Uh, there is a slot in both the series X and the series S for this. And then after that, you have the option of using external hard drives. However, the only way to run a Xbox Series X or Series S game is off of either the expansion card or the internal drive. You can run Xbox One and down games off of a regular external hard drive. However, you have to transfer any series games that you put on that portable hard drive back to the Xbox before you can play it. So I just want to be very clear again on the external hard drives, Xbox one and below can be played off of it. Xbox series can only be played off internal and expansion card. And that's a little confusing, but what I wanted to include with this was that there they published some transfer numbers. We don't have anything PS5 related, by the way, because nobody has them, at least that we know of. Uh, so some people have been doing some tests on the series. Yes, thank you for, for clarifying that as I sped through things that I shouldn't have sped through on that, as I tend to do. Uh, so we got some... I'm gonna kind of obscure our heads just slightly here as we, we uh, talk about the, the transfer speeds. So this is uh, the transfer speed. Hold on, where is it? Yeah, data transfer speeds as well as load time. So you can see mm-hmm. that SSD is immense when it comes to the, the NVMe uh, solid state drives on this are... are this is an external insane. SSD. The, I thought the first one was the uh, internal, is it not? Yeah, internal. Oh, sorry, internal or... Transfers. Yeah, sorry, the, the, the bottom, sorry, the load tri- load times. Yeah, so on, yeah. The top, on the top here, we have the transfer. So if you're transferring uh, to and from uh, the internal storage to uh, a uh, external uh, drive, which I don't have any external solid state drives. And honestly, for the most part, I have not seen a reason to use it because I've not used it at this capacity. I've not used it like a like a power user. It's a, it's an external drive I just throw stuff on. That's that's all it is. 3.0, it's fast enough for me. But the transfer speeds you can t- you can see in here, so the, uh, the Western Digital Passports on the bottom there, our middle screen you see here. Uh, so we're talking about transfer speeds uh, from internal to internal, four, 12, we'll call, it, we'll call it ballpark 12 to 14 seconds uh, for Final Fantasy. Uh, That's minutes. Uh, that was minutes. I don't know why I said seconds. Uh, 12 to 14 minutes, which is, uh, which is relatively long. That's kind of what we're used to with the current gen when you're trying to download something or transfer. And you can see the transfer... Uh, we're using a solid state. We're talking three to five minutes, depending on what it is. And smaller games, as you see, Outer Worlds on there, two to three minutes, uh, around seven minutes for uh, Outer Worlds on the uh, old school. This makes me want to get a solid state external 
to use. I mean, especially if Desert. I'm playing games off of it. Because so I'm I... playing those Xbox One games on my Xbox Series X. So, yeah. So I want to I want to point point everybody to a couple things right now. The Black Friday sales are going out right now, and some of them have even started. This Samsung Tier Five SSD, if you're if you're looking at the video, but it's what we're showing. So this is a 3.1 drive. That's USB C uh, drive uh, that has a transfer time. So it transferred an 85 gigabyte game uh, transferred from internal uh or from internal in 550 transferred back to internal in 356 they played the game though off of that same uh usb 3.1 they played the game it loaded in 15 seconds on the yeah. series x beautiful for for final fantasy 15 um very similar load times for the outer world which is the other game that they tested uh you can get this drive on sale at best buy right now i'm not sure how long the sales last but they have an extended return period it's actually where i'm looking at getting my my new laptop right now but i believe you can get this one terabyte ssd drive for 100 bucks right now uh for for uh reference the the seagate expansion card i believe is 200 so yeah i just checked uh amazon's 129 if you want to get that at uh, at amazon going up to best buy best buy 129 for the one terabyte uh is what i'm seeing for the t5 okay Um, and then the the seagate storage thing just so we're referencing against that is 219.99 right now uh then if you're willing to wait a little bit longer uh with the hdd you can get the you can get uh passport uh hard drives for nothing i think you can get a a western digital which is what they were using here i think you can get a one terabyte for like 50 or 60 bucks you can get a two terabyte for 80 bucks now the the load time they did test that and that's on usb 3.0 still under a minute for final fantasy 15 52 seconds if you're playing the and this is if you're playing the game straight from the hard drive still pretty great if you're looking at storing your series x games though uh that's where your your transfer does go up now what i'm saying a lot it's faster than downloading it if depending on your internet connection you could have an awesome internet connection if you can download an 84 gigabyte game in 14 minutes and 24 seconds whatever you know good for you then you don't need to buy these drives you can just delete games off your hard drive at will download them whenever you want to play them good job bud but for everybody else who doesn't have internet like that 1424 is really not that terrible so if you don't have the money to throw at some of these 3.1 ssds then i'm saying you're you're doing okay as long as you're getting usb 3.0 that's the thing to look for usb 3.0 hard drives or if you're gonna go with the ssd just go ahead and bump it up to usb c like just get it you're future proofing yourself usb c is the future it totally is uh and that's that's it's even the present one it is the present in my opinion um sorry i went on a long rant there no, but no, i want to no, make I, it very I, clear i wanted that because you went on a rant i'm going to go on a rant too who tag team this so because this is important information as as deep dive geek stuff as we're doing right now it's really important that that you understand this especially that and this is this is where it is important to me the hard drives, or I shouldn't even say hard drives, the solid state drives in the Xbox and the PlayStation, bring up that, uh, where's that teardown video? Those, those drives are, um, that's not even it. Uh, those drives are uh, connected to the board. You can't replace them in a fashion that you could in the current gen. Uh, I have replaced 
every hard drive on my consoles except for the Xbox One X because they went bad at one point. These are going to these aren't going to go bad as quick because they're in, because they're NVMe. I don't even actually I don't know if technically these are NVMe for the one for the uh, solid state that are uh, NVMe for the for the external. Uh, I don't know what the what the term is for the. Um, uh, I honestly can't remember the term for the ones that are integrated into the board. Um, they're calling it, it a custom NVMe. Okay, so custom NVMe. See, so, they, and it's soldered into the board, though. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what it, what what your the takeaway is here is if you have a you have one of those go bad, uh, and there it's. Ooh, I'm pretty sure now that's the that's the um, RAM. Anyways, um, the like with the PlayStation, it has three of those and then a control chip. So it's like, okay, if something goes bad with the hard drive, what do I do now? Um, now cry, cry, yeah. So they're uh, in in comparison. It's not one to one. It's not completely the same. Um, but there is, boop. There's some stats. Tiny text. Uh, but there's some stats on like an NVMe drive and how uh, I'm just going to pop this up here because this is the big stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, how many, f- what they guarantee how long a, uh, a NVMe drive will last. Uh, and there's two ways that they look about that. Look at that. They look at like overall like lifetime of like how long it, if, if it's powered how long it's going to how long it's going to last and we're talking about like a hundred and some years it's insane if you do the calculation but the big thing that i wanted to point out especially with these consoles being digital i'm going to blow this up real quick the big thing i want to talk about these, these consoles being digital is the do, do, do where is it the warranty and this deals with the read write and how they feel comfortable in how many times you write to the disc every time you write to the disc you de- you degrade the disc and basically the warranty this is on a samsung 960 uh evo i believe in uh nvme uh, uh solid state drive so if you look there you void your warranty if you write 600 terabytes to a one terabyte drive so that's 600 times the total uh, of the drive so if you think about this, like in car in like car warranties, right, where they're like a hundred miles or ten years, this is six hundred terabytes or five years. Whichever one hits first, you're toast. Um, that's not terrible. Uh, I think, you know, unless you're like me, I feel like I may blow that out. There's a chance with the amount of games that I shuffle through, where uh, I install something, play it, I don't like it, uninstall, install something else. Right, hmm. right. Every time you do that, you're degrading it. So that being said, I'm not going to do it immediately, but I am looking at uh, external uh, systems, possibly getting the NVMe external uh, expansions uh, uh, and then internal expansion for PS5 for that reason, because I plan on having my console more than five years. I don't know, but I, plan- I got a way around that. Okay. Not, a, not around it, but so with the Xbox, and I'm really hoping that they do this with the PS5. I'm not sure if you can do this with the PS4. With automatic downloads, you can specify what drive you download to. So if you get yourself a nice, fancy 3.1 drive and you're like, I want to download to this, I would I would download to your external by default. Yes. Keep, keep all your Xbox One and lower games on that drive. Don't even put those right on the series. And then 
the Xbox Series games, then I'm going to transfer those in and do it. I'm planning on getting that expansion card at one point. I just don't want it for two nineteen. It's it, I want I want a sub. Yeah. I want I want it needs to be one fifty or less. Yeah. You're 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 right in line with what I was thinking though. Like I had to do a deep dive to talk about like the reread write and everything. But the sure. the idea being, if I force it to download to an external first, I am writing to a drive that I can junk. That it doesn't matter, right? I say it doesn't matter. Eighty dollar I've got a I've got a two It does matter. Here. It matters, but it doesn't matter. Eighty dollars, okay. Five hundred dollars. Uh, this will la- this will last me. I've had that thing for for quite a while. But if I use that, for example, on the on the Xbox Series X, and I force and I say every every game download to that, and I transfer only the series games to the actual drive with the series games and play everything else off of the hard drive, that will extend it. That's kind of what I was what I was going for. There is if I if I rely on the external pro- ex- in, instead of the internal, uh, maybe I won't get the storage at first the the NVMe card first. Maybe I'll get it a year down the road, and then I can transfer over to that instead. I don't know if we can transfer to to. I think you can still transfer to the external NVMe versus internal. Um, but still prioritizing that external. So if I do burn it out, I can, I can chuck it again. This is just me being be me, being me, but I download, like I have two terabyte drives on my Xbox one X and my PS4 pro. And they're like at 70, 75% usually. And I shuffle games in and out of there where I'm like, eh, I don't want to play that now. Please put something else in there. Um, I need to backtrack like, something. Does the series X not have USB C? Is it just that it takes USB 3.1? Are you kidding me? Uh, check check that while I rant. Um, no, so, but th- that's that's one reason why I wanted to bring this up. Is oh, it doesn't, dude. You have to get a three point one. You have to get a USB C to three point one cable to use that to to use that particular external SSD. Oh no. So, the PS five has USB C. Um, I hope that anybody listening listens all the way this far. So, just to be clear. The Xbox Series does not have a USB-C port, but it will take USB 3.1. So that's going to be using um, what's 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 that cable called? What's the what's the old one per USB-C? Type A. Type A. So it takes the so Type you, you A. So like this. When you're shopping on Black Friday, look for 3.1 drives, yes. and either get a Type A or get a USB-C to Type A converter. That's a bummer i'm really sad that i messed that up guys sorry about no, that. that that is yeah because USB-C for the uh, playstation uh five uh, is good honest and here's here's the other thing this is again this is this is just me being me um if you would hook up your external drive right your usb drive uh, as an external hard drive uh and let let me know like tweet at us let us know in the comments like how do you what do you do with this? Do you just pop it, like pop it in, and then just like leave it on top of the console? Do you try to like have it off to the side? Is there something artful that you do on it? Because um, I always found that it just gets like pushed around, and I feel like it's going to like accidentally get pushed off, and then like pull the console, like go, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just me being paranoid. It's a comedy of errors right there. Yeah. I, I think give it. I, I can't see where the ports are right now. I think. As long as your cord is long enough, I think it'll probably be fine. But you could always go for the old Velcro method. That's that's what I was going to say right here. Kid you not, Velcro. Because I've been Velcroing different things. I've uh, I've Velcroed the power supplies of my monitors to my desk. 
so they're like up on my desk so i don't have they're not like uh they're not as messy on the ground stuff obviously is like mounted up here but when i use uh, i'm probably gonna uh hook one of these up to the uh to the series x i was probably gonna take one of these velcro strips and pop it right on top plug it in so that way when the dogs are like you know playing or let's say your kid is you know getting handsy around around the electronics that when they do that they don't pull it or, or damage it by you know accidentally moving something that's very light and then damaging your console so yeah, i actually made a spot i uh i uh secured my 4k in the living room today uh spent a little time securing it to the furniture my furniture is not top heavy so to make it to where uh, i had a gate in front of it before for those of you with children you know all about your gates they're so useful uh and you know dogs too sometimes uh and so i, I really but i bought a new entertainment center for my ps5 uh and series but for to, to house my ps5 in a pretty fashion and i haven't been able to look at my pretty entertainment center because there's been a gate in front of it so yeah. i got tired of that secured the tv and then i secured it in such a way where there's enough room behind the television for my series x to go yeah. and so my series x will be going behind the tv hopefully not in, as a deterrent for him but as a this isn't interesting you know, sure. if he can't see it, it's not interesting to pull it off. So that's where I'm going to be keeping it. Yeah. And then, but I am though, based on what you do, um, you inspired this. I am going to be buying some Velcro strips for the sound bar. Oh, so okay. I could Velcro the sound bar. So that yeah. way he can't yank the sound bar off in yeah. front of the TV. That's a good idea. Like these, I mean, there are some that are like, man, there's some decent, like, uh, uh, obviously, uh, when you're doing anything like this, Velcroing it on there, um, obviously you have the adhesive that can get on your electronics and everything that can be cleaned up just carefully. Uh, but yeah, goo gone, baby, goo gone, goo gone. Uh, and, uh, like a microfiber cloth with a razor blade on the opposite side, just like slowly or a credit card, like an old credit card. You don't care about put a micro it in a microfiber cloth. And anyways, um, it, it helps to secure things down like that. And yeah, as long if you're not going to move that thing for X amount of years, who cares? And then, you know, when you're wiping around, it just takes a little, uh, little dust can and like to get around the little corners. But what was that? that, man? A little dust can. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, waste it. You don't want anyway. to get the full, you don't want to get the full black. You want just, yeah. the, just, little, well, if you, if you, if you hold it down, you get that moisture that comes out of there. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Anyways, uh, we were, we were going to do a, a countdown used do we think we still have time to do our countdown? i'm fine with it man okay let's do our countdown so we were uh wanted to uh you know we're talking about the next generation we're moving into xbox uh the the, the ninth generation and we wanted to say what are some of our favorite games the best games in our opinion of the eighth generation that includes ps4 xbox one the switch the wii u nintendo 3ds and Vita uh, technically are all in this generation. Uh, these are our bias views of the games that we played. We didn't put anything on here that we didn't play, uh, and just ones that uh, resonated with us still as we move into the ninth generation. Um, so let us know what some of your favorite games are. If this, these weren't your favorite games, and you're like, how did you miss this? Let us know, because we probably enjoyed it. It just may have, you know. I'll go, I'll go ahead and tell you. You can get your Witcher three out of here. I get it. You know, I don't need. I don't need to hear anything more about Witcher three. Yeah. I understand it's the greatest game of all time. Blah 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 blah. But I'll, I'll let you know 
Witcher 3 is not on my list. Never going to be on my list. I don't need to hear about it. It's okay. But if it's on your list, perfectly fine. We here encourage everybody to enjoy the games that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. I will never tell you that Witcher 3 sucks because I don't think it sucks. I just didn't enjoy it. I... And I, you know, I'm in the same camp. Uh, it didn't, it didn't grab me the way that some of these other games grabbed me, and and that's okay. Like if you, if one of these games you did, didn't grab you, Witcher did, that's fine. Also on my list, I'm pretty sure you did the same thing as me. I did not include any uh, games that were released on um, uh, on the seventh gen, then then released on eighth gen. Um, if they released at the same time, I'm fine with that. Uh, and I don't think I did any remasters as well. And you didn't either. Cool. I was tempted to put uh, The Last of Us Remastered on there, but I yeah. left it off. Last of Us, and so real quick shout-outs, Last of Us Remastered and Final Fantasy VII Remake. I almost put that on here, but I wanted to specifically talk about games that were fresh to this generation. When you look back at the generation, what are defining games in, in our opinion? You said yours are in no particular order. Uh, mine Correct. have an order to them. Uh, okay. So I guess I guess we'll go in my order. We'll go off mine, and then one of yours, or something like that. Sure. Free, freestyle. Why not? Uh, number ten for me, and this was hard for me to even number. But uh, Firewatch. Firewatch was a one of the first games that I played a walking simulator, as it were. And at first, I didn't. I wasn't digging it. But the more I played, the more I, the more I just really got in, immersed into the story in a in a style of game that I did not expect to get into. Um, as well as a game that you know is more indie, it was it was really great. It still stays with me in a game that like I wouldn't mind going back and replaying. Uh, great narrative uh, on this one. Yeah, and I'll start at the bottom of, of mine too. Like I said, these again, the only one that's in a particular order is number one for me. Uh, so I'll get to that, and I'm pretty sure me and Patrick are the same. But this game technically came out on PS3, but A Realm Reborn did launch on PS4 and then PC. So it started as a failed uh, a failed thing. And then Yoshi P, our Lord Savior, thank God you're on Final Fantasy 16 because Final Fantasy 14, um, it's on my list of greatest games of all time. Uh, it's probably a top three for me. I've sunk... Uh, over 1600 hours into this game I do not play it so much anymore I did recently go back uh, to play a little bit but MMOs are just kind of hard to keep up with whenever you start the the whole family game so I have gotten out of it but it got me through uh, my late 20s whenever I was a a kind of a broke guy I, I moved out of my parents house had my one bedroom apartment and literally didn't have money for like playing all the new games all the time like i kind of do these days uh i definitely am privileged these days but back then i was just i bought my final fantasy 14 on ps4 because that is all i could afford i did pay i paid that one uh that that monthly sub mm-hmm. uh, a year in advance so i could play for 12 dollars a month and that was the only game i played and the story is definitely one of the best stories in gaming. It's one of the best stories in Final Fantasy. It, it's it's hours and hours to get through. You will get yeah. uh, your money's worth. But I, I adore this game, not only because of what it did for me, but just it. it's just so fun. I had such a good little community um, that, that I just had a good time with it. I never met any of these people in real life before, but we, we hung out three times a week to, to raid and, and do all this stuff. So had to bring this game, even though it technically came out on PS3 
to me it launched on PS4 and uh, uh, consumed I don't know four years of my life. So yeah, yeah, I'll give you a pass on it. Uh, I this is one that I I played and I didn't really did I don't feel like I scratched the surface. I played I don't know maybe 15 hours, but I don't think that I like got really far into it in regards to the story whatsoever. Sure. Uh, still doing a lot of fetch quests at that point, but I completely get it. I completely get it. Uh, so my next one, number nine on my list, uh, Until Dawn. As uh, you viewers and listeners of the show know, I love horror. And this game brought in the the horror element and the branching, branching storyline. Uh, depending on what you do, the characters may or may not live. And they don't tell you whether or not you're going to get a prompt that will allow that character to live or die because it's based on dialogue choices and other things. So uh, similar to how, sorry, I should say more hidden than like, say a mass effect where mass effect, it's like, if I keep choosing Paragon, I know I'm okay for X, Y, Z. This game, it was hidden. Like how you treated certain characters would point you in a certain direction. And then you may not get the choice to save somebody. Um, I was, uh, first time I beat it, I think I, I only had one person die. Second time, I just wanted to see what happened. I think I had like four people die. Uh, but it's, that's what I, I, I appreciated the horror element, but I also appreciated the fact that I played it again and got a very different, uh, outcome. Uh, obviously the story is similar in, in the direction that it goes. It didn't choose a different killer or something like that. Uh, but really enjoyed it. And to me, it's, uh, it pushed the boundaries of, of gaming, um, of what of what games can do with uh, within this generation. Yeah, um, I never played it. I have it. I own it. I own it twice. Actually, I think I own it physically and digitally because somebody oh, gave okay. it to me, and then it was on PS Plus later. So, if you're one of those who uh, regularly adds the PS Plus games, as you should every first Tuesday of the month, uh, you probably have it sitting in your backlog somewhere. Um, I'm going to go to the walking simulator category to a little game called everybody's gone to the rapture. Um, again, this is a game. Most of these games are not most half of them are like games that are just important to me. Um, this was a game that I played with my wife. Uh, it was made by, I believe it's the Chinese room that made, uh, this particular game, which, uh, thank goodness they're actually back. They went defunct for a little while. They were a part of uh, Sony Santa Monica and then now they have been like purchased, I think, or, or something, but they're, they're, they're back and working on a new game. So good for them. But this game, um, it's, it's set in the eighties and you, uh, are trying to figure out why everybody disappears, uh, from this town. And I'll leave it at that. If you're ever interested in, in picking it up. Um, it's just, it's just a cool experience. It's a thing where, again, there's no, there's no things for you to do other than like, you can tap and tap on some stuff but really you just walk around which whenever i say walking simulator i'm not saying it in a derogatory way by the way i love walking sims um they're chill they're great uh and playing this one with with my wife she uh, ended up enjoying it um a lot the soundtrack is really cool a lot of good dialogue um good voice actors that they that they got for this game um check it out sometime yeah it's a good one um, for some reason, I didn't have the other one queued, so I'm going to skip one of mine real quick. But uh, don't let that uh, don't let that fool you. In uh, I don't know, the the order doesn't matter as much. We're talking about games that are that are important. You know, the order we'll call it we'll call this one my number eight. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. I've loved the Arkham games, 
and I feel like this game nailed it when it came to uh, when it came to being Batman. You finally got to use the uh, the Batmobile. You finally got to explore uh, all of or most of Arkham uh, in a way that Arkham City only let you got get get to do a little bit. Gotham uh, I, City. Sorry, uh, Arkham Arkham City. Yeah, sorry. Gotham City. You get to explore Gotham City, sorry, in a way that you didn't get to quite ex- explore it in the second game, Arkham City. I've loved all of these games, and right. I feel like this one was the best, in my opinion, because of the complete experience with the... Oh, I feel like Arkham uh, Asylum is just under that when it comes to the story. Arkham Asylum is so good, but Arkham Knight bringing everything together i thought was was great even if i didn't like some of the story choices in regards to uh some of the characters used um i really i feel like this was a sweet spot uh, when it came to batman games bold yeah i don't agree uh but that's okay that's why it's your list you know i think it, i think it was a great batman game there's it, it was the story stuff and the tank thing that really kind of threw it off for me yeah um but a you are right in terms of like getting to fully explore gotham like that was uh, a complete experience. I think that that they kind of added on to what they did in Arkham City. Um, I like it. I like. I like. I like a lot of things about it. And then you know, peak peak Batman combat is also yeah. uh, good. Uh, going on to my next one, I'm going to go into going to go into some of my some more of my Japanese roots and go for some Gravity Rush. Yeah, um, I think now, play this one. Yeah, so this game again, I think I believe it came out on PS Plus at some point once it was remastered on the PS4. Uh but Gravity Rush originally um came out on Vita uh back in the day and then they re- they later remastered it for PS4, but you uh play uh as Cat where she doesn't remember anything and she just finds herself in this this world and she's got these cool gravity powers. Uh, honestly, the story isn't as much about what makes this game cool. It's the it's the gravity aspect. It's the way that you fly around. It's the it's the super powered nature of everything. It's the way that they got the physics engine going in the game where like when she creates her gravity field, it's picking up everything. You can even pick up people and and throw things around. The the story itself, um, it does have its cool moments. Gravity Rush Two is is not nearly as strong, I think, as the first one, even though it's it, it did add some some cool extra powers. But uh, I really loved the aesthetic of this game. Uh, I know the anime look isn't for everybody, and that's absolutely okay. But I I definitely think if anything play it for how it controls because it's it's a ton of fun i don't suggest playing it on vita though i actually suggest playing the remaster on ps4 it's a much more fun experience with the controller because it does have motion controls for controlling cat and so when you're doing that with the vita you're losing your screen sometimes you know otherwise you have to follow your screen around so i would play the, the remaster on ps4 if you don't have it on PS Plus, it's so regularly on sale for under ten dollars. Yeah, pretty sure I have it on PS Plus, so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, my number seven, uh, my second favorite in the franchise, uh, Fallout Four. To uh, New Vegas. To New Vegas. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but the only <laughs> the game that Bethesda didn't make is my favorite. Uh, Obsidian just knocked it out of the park, but Fallout Four. Um, 
the the size. I mean, obviously, the scope of a lot of games. We could we we just dissed Witcher slightly about this, but um, the amount of activities that you could do and and the organic way you would get into some of the activities, I thought was amazing. I love the humor. Um, again, I like Fallout uh, New Vegas better, uh, but Fallout Four uh, was current gen graphics where i feel like the other fallout games were always a little lacking uh and in this case i thought that it was it was immersive enough also gave you a uh it gives you a choice of uh uh, male or female which i I appreciated still getting to play a game with an immense story that mattered to your character as well as the interactions uh and that effect that that could change or could not change depending on how you play the game uh, I, I appreciated that giving that option where uh, you still got a full, fully fledged story, which um, you know some developers and in, in, in this generation said, "Oh, well, we couldn't do this because it would require retooling." No, just do it right the first time. Uh, the main, the setup of the story is your, you know, you're frozen, uh, uh, essentially cryogenically frozen, if you will, and your child is stolen uh, while you're while you're. Um, yeah while you're while you're in cryo so if you're if you're the the father or mother it doesn't matter it's your kid like you're looking for your kid um so i thought that was i thought that was a great tie-in and it allowed that flexibility uh also romancing uh similar to mass effect it doesn't matter male female whatever like you can romance pretty pretty much everyone which again inclusion so i liked all that and plus the game is really fun too yeah you know that i've never been a a huge fallout guy but i do intend uh whenever i get the series and have it on game pass uh you know thanks microsoft for buying for buying bethesda for me so that i can can do that i do intend uh to to check it out at the very least to give it a fair shake i i've i played uh i want to say i played four for i don't know 10 minutes it was just i wasn't in the mood but i do uh, I did like Outer Worlds a lot, so maybe I should just play New Vegas. Maybe they should put that on Xbox if they yeah, haven't already. It's, so good. it's it's backwards compatible. To, uh, it's on you know 360, but it's backwards compatible. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's worth it. I'm gonna jump. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna jump one because it's 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 on both of our lists, and I'm actually not sure if you you know I put it in the document, but I'm not sure if you you want to save the the top five for next week. Uh, just because, uh, you know, you guys are used to our concise podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, do let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So we're at, we've done three so far, so I got two more. So I'm going to skip the one that I have at seven and I'm going to go to Detroit become human. Um, this is what, this is what I kind of call an evolved walking simulator. Honestly, I find it to be pretty similar, except there is some action moments. You do have to do some button prompts and stuff. It's definitely more along the lines of, uh, of walking dead, uh, and so on. So this one, uh, was made by, uh, Quantic Dream. I believe it's Quantic Dream. This is one that I, I need to play. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, I keep saying I need to I need to pick this up. Or I need to check it out. I believe that uh, I have it uh, digitally because I believe it came on uh, on uh, PlayStation Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it's one of those games. There's so many good games out there that I just haven't gotten around to. But uh, with your recommendation, you need that need to bump up that list. Yeah, it's got a it's got a really cool story of humans existing alongside very advanced uh, AI. You play. 
um, as several different people as you do in the rest of the Quantic Dream games, which if you haven't played, they made Heavy Rain and they made Beyond Two Souls. Uh, so you play as, as some different characters in there and playing that story of... Uh, it's, it's that age-old tale of AI has looked down upon humans and then the AI uh, seemingly uh, uh, revolts after having had it long enough. So uh, the way that they did the mapping, the, the amount of branching paths that there are in this game is just ridiculous in terms of the endings don't, you know, there are a few different endings that you can get. Ultimately, it comes down to to, you know, being peaceful or not in a way, but like there's so much in between that um, it's really cool to see what you can do with the possible characters. Similar to what you were saying on Until Dawn, you don't know who's going to die. You don't know who's going to make it. And it all is based on dialogue choice. And I just, I got really hooked on those games this gen. I actually didn't include one on this list that I should have. So I might revise it by next week whenever we do the top five. But uh detroit great game yeah well uh i was gonna say your what was your number seven was my number five i guess we can i mean we can just throw that in there right now okay Uh, instead of my number six we can end on uh on this one because either one are, are, are are big and important to me uh so i guess both of our number sixes and ending the list for this week to continue next week was spider man on ps4 um i love spider man spider man is one of my favorite heroes um and it's a i think it's a hero that's easy to to that to translate to a game like this um and i feel i feel like they knocked it out of the park when it came to this version of spider-man i've loved a lot of the spider-man games but this one had um i didn't i didn't feel at any point that any of the uh, aspects of it were just tacked on to just be part of a video game i felt like all of it was organic in regards to his uh, his powers the nav the web swinging and navigation in this was so uh, fluid and natural um i absolutely love it and that's why i pre-ordered the ultimate uh, the ultimate uh, edition for miles morales so i could get the remaster of this game on my ps5 uh, it was that good that I'm like, yes, I will buy it again for, we'll call it 20 bucks because that's... Insomniac, like, you should release it separately just by the way. <laughs> they totally should. Uh, or just, or as a DLC, pay X amount, will upgrade you to, uh, to you know, if you have the PS4 version, cool, 10, 20 bucks, whatever, however much you want to charge. 20, I mean, to bring it to, because the game, uh, the retexturing, uh, in, in some cases, diff- different actors uh, in, in regards to uh, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I I can't wait to experience it again. I can't wait to play it again. Um, it's it's that good. It's that uh, great of an overall experience. And I actually I may play the Miles version. I may play the Miles part and then have Whitney uh, play the uh, the Spider-Man play the the game proper because she didn't get to play it. And I think she'd have, I think she'd have a lot of fun with it, especially with the, uh, uh, the Mary Jane aspect as well. I thought was really cool. And their relationship, I thought was really cool too. Yeah. And I like the fact that we got, um, a different enemy for once. Like there is still your big Spider-Man beds that, that exist a a lot. You still get your, your, your shockers and your, uh, Rhino and so on. But they, they did uh, a new enemy with Mr. Negative, uh, which was really cool. I, I think, that they did great by not doing the whole like you know origin story of spider-man this is a this is a this is a seasoned spider-man 
let's just jump straight into New York. New York felt very alive. You could interact with people, you know, not to a crazy extent, not like what we're talking about in the upcoming cyberpunk or anything like that. But it's still enough for me to where it's not a dead city. Like I, to me, it was the difference in everybody universally claimed, I think Spider-Man two as like the greatest Spider-Man video game. And to me, this was, that was a thing that brought it over the top, not only because they brought it into, you know, current gen graphics and everything, you know, they kept the swinging, feeling awesome but then they made new york alive the fact that you could talk to people the fact that there was that interaction the the stuff with jay jonah jameson and his podcast was awesome and the fact that they made it a podcast versus uh you know like a radio show like they brought they brought that into it uh the the combat was so much fun it's just such a great superhero game like i I, i'm not i don't want to bag on avengers or anything like that but in terms of not just making it a beat em up like there's combos there's there's so many different ways that you can go about um uh going through a scene of enemies you know yeah. scene's not the right word but whenever you have your your gaggle of enemies there you can go about it different ways you can go straight up and brawl them or you could web sling around them you could set bomb traps you could you know there's so many different cool things that you can do it it just felt you feel like a superhero in this game and it's just so much fun. It's such a great, yeah, such a you, great game. Yeah. You really could tell that, that, that sucker punch knew. Insomniac. I, sorry. Insomniac. Why does this sucker punch? Insomniac understood the, um, the character understood what, what was needed from a storytelling standpoint, as well as a gameplay standpoint, what makes Spider-Man tick? What do you need to tell this overall story and how do you, and to feel like you were that hero um yeah it was so good i probably it could have been even higher up on my list it was it was that good but uh we'll we'll uh, we'll call it number six for me number six for both we'll call us. it number one of this week sure number one of this week next week we'll finish up uh, our list uh, as we like to talk about this i mean we could we, we said before we could probably turn on the mic and just talk without anything any list or anything and probably fill up an hour uh so check in with us next week when we do exactly that but have some things to prompt us of gaming news coming up uh and our uh top five the next uh next half of our top 10 list uh next week let us know what some of your favorite games are and uh we'll we'll give you a shout out on the show uh and you know see how it ranked uh, on ours may or may not be on it maybe it's a spoiler we'll find out anyways thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you guys next time Uh